Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Are you going to say hello? Oh, well, hey. Chuck is- <laughs> hi, Chuck. Hey, Julie. How are you doing? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome to the Chuck and Julie Show. Chuck Bonneville, <laughs> Julie Hayden, true straight up. One of the two peoples in a, f- a total haze, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> The professional television person. Hey, the show brought to you, um, as always, by Mountain West Wellness Advanced at Chinese Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, HappyTrees.co, and Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallum. Um, later in the show, we're going to kind of get into the Pence documents. What is up with that? Um, a Good lot- old Mike Pence. Uh, you interviewed? Yeah, that's yes, that's right. I remember. I, I forgot about that until yeah. you said that. Wasn't particularly a great interview, but um, also- all of his interviews were the uh, same back then. She said exactly. Um, I just remember this is a total aside. We had to give our burritos over to the Secret Service. We couldn't take the burritos uh, with us, and they resold them. To yeah, kids. yeah, they resold them to the neighborhood kids. <laughs> um, and want to also talk about the vaccine. Things are changing. They want to talk about: Did you get it? Didn't you get it? Why not? Etc. Are you going to die? But want to start off with one of our favorite people, Ash F with Ash in America. Um, she has all kinds of podcasts. She's all over the place. And Ash will let you tell at the end of the interview where people can find you. But also has as a columnist for the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle, and you have a great column in this month's edition. You can get it online at GlendaleCherryCreek.com, and then it's mailing out talking about. Essentially, I don't know if the word is traitor or stupid or stupid traitor, Republicans in the Colorado legislature. All all above. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you both so much for having me. Um, I always love talking to you guys. And I think that the word I would use is that they 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 have no values. They have no principles. Um, So what happened is the Colorado. Uh, legislature met and, you know, we all watched, uh, at least I did, watched every second of the, the U.S. House of Representatives right. House Speaker, uh, all, all four days of it. And uh, so same thing happened here in, in Colorado, right? They get together before they can start their business. They need to elect a speaker. So the Democrats have a significant majority. There's only 19 seats in in uh, the Republican hands. And the Republicans weren't going to nominate a speaker. In fact, uh, the the minority leader for the Republicans seconded the right. nomination of the Democrat. nomination. Right. <laughs> um, but Ken DeGraff did get up and nominate Scott Bottoms. Scott is a local pastor, a pastor of Briargate Church down here by me. Um, and he they, you know, there's there's still a handful. We always have a handful. God God always has a remnant, right? We have a handful of uh, uh, of people in the state legislature in Colorado that who who want to fight, and who want to stand up for the principles of their constituents. So they nominated a speaker, and um, the majority of Republicans voted for the Democrat. Uh, I mean, 11, 11 out of nineteen. And so, and let's be clear, this is not like they were voting for a weak Democrat who they thought might at least help them, right? They were right. voting for the Democrat, Democrat's choice, right? 
That's right. Yeah. So there was only two, two speaker options. And, you know, we, we had, uh, we had Scott Bottoms. They had, uh, the name is escaping me. Maybe you guys have her name. Uh, McCluskey. Yeah. McCluskey. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and, and so of course, all of the Democrats, they always march as a unit, right? They always fall in line together. They all voted for it, but we can't even stand on principle in the Colorado Republican party. Um, And that's, that's what's really disappointing to me is that there's not a whole lot of levers, a whole lot of power that Republicans in the general assembly have, but their principles and the values that are supposed to uh, be represented in the Republican platform, that is really what, what they should be standing for, what they should be hammering. That's what they were elected to do. And we just see more of the same. Well, well here, here's the problem. You know, across the country, there's stem states like Wyoming, um, Kansas. You can just pick them out uh, that have very few Democrats, amazingly yep. few Democrats. Those Democrats get together with the moderate Republicans and nominate a weak uh Republican, Reek Republican, and get themselves appointed uh, to chairs down in Texas, chairs of committees, which is insane, right? Um, here, we can't figure out how to do anything with our minority. I mean, at least they they take they theirs, try. they try, and you know, it's like there's there's no brain power left in the Republican Party if it ever had any. Well, and I think Ash, you pointed out in your column and and just here the difference between okay, look what. In Congress, and they've been able to do, you know, the fights, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates, and Kevin McCarthy, who seems like a completely different person. But look what they were able to do with that fight. Look what they've been able to do since that fight. And instead, the Colorado, so that the what 11 of the, of the 19 Colorado Republicans did not even bother to vote, even though the person couldn't win for the Colorado Republican candidate for Speaker of the House. Instead, they voted for the strong Democrat. I mean, they gained, there wasn't even any, what was their point? Do you know? They didn't even even abstain, right? I mean, like they they actually made a choice to vote for the Democrat instead of the Republican. And it's because they didn't, they didn't want to nominate a speaker, right? The, the, I've, I've covered the General Assembly for two years now, and the Republicans are very happy to be in the minority. They want to protect the little, you know, uh, uh, facade of power that they do have, they don't negotiate. They don't have any power. They, you know, I remember last when, when we were doing um, 22153 last year, uh, the the terrible Senate bill that took away the the power of local counties to oversee their elections. Every time one of the Republicans would stand up to speak, it's all, oh, Mr. Speaker, thank you so much for letting me have a voice. Thank you so much for letting me have the mic. And I understand that a lot of that has to do with the rules that the Democrats right. have passed and they don't want to get slapped and whatnot. But what, why are we paying for this as taxpayers? Right. right? Why are we pay the, 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 theater of it all it's all decided before they go in there when they're in the well making their arguments it's just for the cameras at the end of the day it's the party calling the shots and it's the party on both sides calling the shots it's not the people it's not the uh you know it, it, it's certainly not the will of the people well and i think we're going to get sue more on with the liberty freedom the folks who keep track of the bills because i bet i, I always hate that i hate tracking awful bills well, no, <laughs> it's, it's depressing there's so many of them but 
at least so one of the things that shows is that you can tell, okay, so I voted for this guy because he said, or gal, because they said they were going to do this when they got to the Colorado legislature. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of the Republicans who voted for the Republicans who did make it to the Colorado legislature would be shocked and horrified to realize they were voting for the strong Democrat. Like you said, the only thing they really have there is principle, and they couldn't right. even be bothered with that. Well, you have to recognize right. that this is not just by accident. Uh, I mean, right. he, here in Adams County, we've got a few, anyway, strong Republican districts out by the plains. Um, and and the Democrats pour a lot of money in uh, to the Republican primary because yeah. they can't win the other one. Yep. And they make sure they get the weakest Republican possible. We got a guy named Adam. God, I can't remember. Yep, Gabe Evans. Gabe Evans. Uh, and he came to the executive committee for Adams County and, and told us how he was just going to do whatever the Democrats want. And he tried to get a little bit, you know, but he, he wants to be an effective legislator. So he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't he doesn't want to uh, raise things on principle. He wants to he wants to give in. I mean, he, he, that's what he said. I mean, you know, it's not like he it, it, it used to be down at the legislature, at least when Patrick when, Neville, Patrick Dave Neville, Williams. Dave Williams, so you'd have these Republicans who would say they're fighting hard. And then, then when they go to the legislature, they wouldn't do it. <laughs> now, uh, n- now they say, we're not going to fight at all. <laughs> and, 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 and it's, you know, it's just these pri- open primaries. And one of the things I've fought long and hard against, but they say, well, you know, we'll, we'll get uh, all the independents will now vote for us. Well, Open primaries means you're going to get a semi-Democrat in strong Republican areas, and you're going to have no representation. Um, yet the, that is, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem with with that logic, and we've talked about this on your show before, right? Is that the Republican Party has no brand equity they, in, in the state of Colorado? They because they have no principles, because they stand for for nothing. They've lost a good portion of their base. Right. And so right. those people may may come back and vote Republican or they may vote for another option. Right. I I was very, uh, I, very much against incumbents in, in this election. Right. Anybody who has been kind of sitting on their hands in the General Assembly and just trying to keep their seats so they can be an effective legislator. Being an effective legislator in this environment is a false premise. We right. saw this in 22, 22, where we had. Ron Hanks, Dave Williams, Patrick Neville, the small Stephanie Luck. We had the small handful of people that were willing to stand up and to fight on principle. And they didn't have they they, they weren't able to negotiate anything. They couldn't negotiate amendments to the bills. Right. They couldn't. They, it doesn't change anything because they have such a supermajority. And of course, they have a supermajority because they steal elections. But the the idea that you're going to go and compromise with communists and compromise all of the conservative values that that you promised, you know, right. when campaigning, you're then going to go put that on a shelf because it's not going to resonate well with the Democrats. That that's why the Republican Party cannot win. I maintain they cannot win in the state of Colorado in a statewide race, not because people don't like conservative values, not because people don't like the the idealistic Republican platform, but because they have no credibility left. Right. They've compromised themselves every which way. And when the people in the in the past session, right, with the the caucus and assembly processes, when the people actually stood up and got involved in the Republican Party, it sent a very clear message. 
we don't want more of the status quo. We want change. That's why we saw what we saw at the assembly, right? Right. And of course, the primaries, a bunch of people that campaigned from their basement and, you know, petitioned onto the ballot, raised raised money from from uh, PACs and, and donors, they all won, right? right? They all won the primaries. The primaries. Yeah. And then they lost the general. Well, you know, and of course they about, did. Well, let me ask when, you. When, when you talk about compromise, I mean, here's the thing. There's nothing to compromise for if you're a Republican in the Colorado legislature. The Democrats are going to steamroll you. And that's just, I mean, we can go over all the horrible things. But what you can do is the kind of things they did on the abortion issues, right? Where they they stood there and they, they held the debate and they got news coverage. And, and what you can do is use, I guess, what I would say, the bully pulpit, so to speak, if you want to be effective. Rather than giving the Democrats the ability to turn around and say, hey, you know, this stupid egg, chicken, fringe-free thing that's passed, so now we can't buy eggs anymore, the stupid bag fee that we're now all having to deal with, they had bipartisan support. The, at the very least you could do is stand out there and say, this is bad, it's not good, and maybe you can't change it, but what you can do, I think, is what we've seen happening with the freedom of Twitter is let other people know, hey, there are like-minded people out there. There at least is somebody saying, why do I have to pay 10 cents for a bag now? I mean, it, it, and- Well, that- let me ask you this question, uh, which Peter Boyles asked me. He says, who am I the most mad at who do I most blame for the fact that, that that the Republican Party is nothing in Colorado? So I'll that, ask that of you, Ash. Who do you blame uh, uh, above I all? Think, I think Peter should look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I blame the executive. I blame the executive of the Colorado GOP. They're the ones who say, you know, it's our job to get candidates elected. It's our job. That's their whole focus, right? They didn't want to get involved in any civic matters, didn't want to talk about election fraud, right? And that has really come back to burn to burn the Republican uh, Party. KBB, you blame KBB. KBB, I blame KBB. I blame the, uh, what are they calling themselves? Peak Republicans down in El Paso oh, yeah, County. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard right. of these guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. El Paso County is the tip of the spear when it comes right. to uh, grassroots involvement. They actually were doing the precinct project before it was a national movement, right? In January of 2021, we were meeting and, and, and talking about how to get people into those precinct positions how to really take because the, the Republican Party likes to keep them empty, right? right. They like they like those positions hey, to be empty was, so they can caucuses. control the vote. Right. Exactly. Well, so in El Paso County, they did all of that. They reclaimed their party. They had a chair who was a who was a true conservative. They had candidates that were strong and in and, and well versed in the issues that they were running for, right? Todd Watkins for sheriff, for right. example, has a deep law enforcement background. And what we saw in El Paso and are still seeing in El Paso right. County is because they don't have the people anymore, the establishment is revolting and creating right. their own thing, which, by the way, is a violation of Republican bylaws. But no, never mind. Well, we're not according vote to KBB. On, yeah, according to KBB, we're going to vote on it, what, it, next week? Oh, and, no, you're going to vote on, on getting rid of Well, that's what Vicky. I'm saying. Yeah. You're going to just dissolve it. Well, I, I have to say that was not my answer. Um, well, yours is, a, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Yours is a level above that, too. Yeah, my answer is Phil Anschutz. Phil Anschutz has controlled yeah. the Republican Party for 25 years. For 25 years, he's- He's, major, he's a multi-bazillionaire, he's major- richest man, richest man in oh, Colorado. Oh, yeah. Richest man in Colorado. Uh, he is a, and, and you'll always go, oh, he's a he's strong conservative. No, he, he's a, he, uh, he, uh, in his own name, which he almost never does, sent the maximum contribution to Liz Cheney. 
Yeah. He's, he's Liz Cheney. That tells everything you need to know. Right. It tells you everything you need to right. know. And, right. And they've controlled the party um, indirectly one, through the IEC for a while. Otherwise, you know, well, he, so he, can, he contributes to maybe half the budget along with Coors uh, to the Republican Party. And he's driven it into the ground. Well, I know, but Anthonisopoulos found out when they were trying to raise money um, and George was a former candidate for um, Colorado Congress. chair and for Congress, as he said, the other donors kind of wait to see what Phil Antutes does because he has more money. So if he's not get back, if he's not going to get behind something, then there's not much point in it. And, but you're right though, but that's why KVB and those people, if they want to get anything done, this is what I would say. Their sense is, well, you got to go along with him. I hope that we get a Republican party chairperson who says, what are the donors doing to help us? We've been losing. Right. So keep your money. We'll save us all a bunch of well, money and we'll try to get. Well, to- and that's that's why I blame the, the leadership of the Republican Party over Anchus. I think everything you said is spot on, Chuck. But the Republican, the Republican leadership who is voted into those positions to manage the business of the party in the state of Colorado is making a decision. And they're the ones with the power, even though Anschutz has the money. They're the ones with the power in this in this environment. They're just beholden to the money right well right. they don't want to do the hard work they just well, want to throw money at campaigns you, you you say things like well it's 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 the um uh, the leadership the leadership has been elected by colorado various times for example steve house was elected by the grassroots yeah Chrissy um, Byrne brown uh was elected by the grassroots the day they get in the day they yep. get in yep. they're they're faced with the fact that they won't get a salary uh, they'll lose their rent. They'll lose everything. And they just become lapdogs to whatever uh, the donors want. And so it doesn't matter. And, and, or they'll cheat, as as they did with Ken Buck's election over Susan Beckman. I mean, they rigged it with, with the proxies. Um, but remember, remember KBB's election. Right. Yeah. I was uh, I was there. Um, was I? I, I couldn't believe they let me in because I'm not a Republican <laughs> and I'm definitely not a friend. Well, I am right? a Republican and I'm a delegate. So. Transparency. Yeah, so I was there. I was there and I was covering it. And what happened was the the big push was Scott Gessler, right? Yes. And uh, you know, the the alternative view from the grassroots was we need somebody better. It was split between KBB and Casper. Casper right? had the, very little though. The but the only reason that KBB won is because Casper and the Casper. other delegates threw oh, their well, support. KB, behind if you look her, at KBB's she background. lost she was losing the first two rounds. Gessler was winning until the other candidates threw their support, support behind. Yeah, but, but yeah. That, that, yes, that I mean, but Casper didn't have a lot, but enough support, though. but just enough. But as a practical matter, I mean, not that everybody is fooled by KBV, but she she came from the FEC. She she big personhood amendment, big right to life for everything else. Um, and, you know, talking to people like Steve Williams, he said, you know, I could not have been more disappointed with you, Dave Williams, more disappointed in you, KBB. You've, you've been absolutely the opposite of what you told me you would do. So as a practical matter, you think that, that, that oh, it's, it's these underlings who control things. They control nothing. Well, but it goes back to Ash, what you said, and that is on on that level too. They they have no principles. If you have right. principles, you can, I mean, what we've got. Stephanie Luck is like it, I think, at the state legislature. Oh, yeah, there are a couple well, more. Well, Ken DeGraff and Scott Bottoms. Okay. There's a still we still we have about the same number, right? We have okay. about the same number of people who are willing to fight. It's just different people now, and we'll see. It's early, right? It's only the right. first few weeks. We'll see what happens. But no, no I'm, well, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. 
they not can't, holding one, our breath. They can't do anything, and two, uh, they're not they're, they don't have the guts to stand up and fight. <laughs> but in terms of not being able to do anything, one thing that could change the dynamic for Republicans in the state is if the Republicans actually stood up for something, exactly, and stood together and put together, you know, put together a resistance right. against the the triple majority that they have, and they're right. just not willing to do it. I, I go back to they really enjoy being the minority party in the state. Because, you know, there's so much that's, I think, going to be coming down. We're already hearing about assault weapons ban. We're hearing about this oh, affordable. The only thing that's going to, it's, you know, affordable housing. I mean, what's that mean? You know, rent control. I mean, all, I mean, you know, if we think eggs cost a lot now, God knows what they're going to try to do to cows and things like that, right? Um, electric vehicles, all kinds of nonsense you see coming down. And there's the only thing standing between us and complete destruction is the fact that Jared Polis wants to be president, I think, and is therefore trying to keep them from doing the most most crazy ideas, but, but you're right. That's where the Republicans could but, make but, a difference. But, but it's not the same. It is getting worse. So Liberty yeah. scorecard scores are going yeah. down, down, down. When you had people like Dave Williams and the Nevilles and other ones in there fighting away, I mean, no, it's less and less every year. And it's because the Democrats control the Republican primary process uh, through the semi-open primaries. Absolutely. We have the if the Republicans do anything, they need to they need to close their primary because it is destroyed. It's destroyed their ability to put up candidates that that will actually, you know, resonate with the people. The what the party is talking about is not what the people are talking about. Right. I mean, I just go back to twenty two one fifty three and the entire time that, that the people thousands of affidavits, hundreds of people showing up phone calls, emails, all of it, right? And the Republican Party is out there talking about fentanyl. And I know fentanyl is important, but it was a really important moment under the dome for right. our elections. And they pretended, we saw the Republican, Colorado Republican Party, KBB in particular, do more press about fentanyl during the time that 22153 about our elections was in session and they were right. talking about it and voting on it, she was distracting everyone with fentanyl. You right. can't tell me that's an accident. No. And, and no, it's because, not incompetence and, either. No, and here's the thing. And it's not like the Colorado legislature can really do that much about fentanyl anyway. That's a much bigger problem than, right. they, than they're able to solve at the legislature. And you're absolutely right. I mean, here, but, you know, again, she doesn't want to weigh in on the elections and it sounds good and she gets some publicity and nobody. I mean, I'll give her some credit. She has stood up on occasion to some of the media people, but but she's not... Well, I mean, she's, I think that's moot, what's going to happen there. But I think it goes back to like what you said. And that's why the speaker vote in your column is so great. Where I mean, this was symbolic, right? It didn't really make any difference. The no. Democrats were going to get their right. speaker. The Republicans weren't going to make any difference, but they could have at least stood up symbolically for, you know what I mean? They had nothing to lose by that. And they had nothing to gain by voting for the Democrats. So it's a complete. Well, what they could have done, which is what bright people do when they're in that kind of position is 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 find out what the divide is in the democratic party find out who's who's on one side who's on the other side and throw all your weight behind the one that you like better you know at least you make a difference and 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 control things and get things like committee assignments and other things instead of impotently uh doing nothing i mean the fact that they can't even vote for one of them but we think you'd have somebody with a brain to kind of go okay how are the democrats divided that's a strategy yeah 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 that's exactly it there is no strategy and they can't even stand together symbolically 
right? They can't stand with their constituents symbolic, symbolically. And I'll just say one more thing on the fentanyl, because I, I just, it blows my mind that this is the, and it's not just a Colorado thing. This is a national machinating platform, right? The fentanyl is directly tied to the border. You cannot divorce the right. two topics, right? But the like, it sounds good, right? It's an emotional plea. Every single one of us knows somebody at this point who's been impacted by um, illegal, poisonous fentanyl coming over our southern border. But when you scratch the surface of the Colorado GOP's messaging on this, it's basically, hey, Republicans are finally going to win the war on drugs. And I think that is the most tone deaf and detached, detached message to the, this population of people nationally in 2023, the idea that the Republicans all of a sudden are going to win the war on drugs, you, that you right. can't make it up. And it just, it screams what the entire party with Repu- entire problem with the Republican messaging platform is, right? right? They're trying to play emotion, like go for emotional pleas like the Democrats do, but they're doing it in a way that makes them look ridiculous. Right. Well, and again, thank God. And you look contrast what happened at the Colorado Speaker of the House vote and and on the national level, I mean, I think those people forced um, Kevin McCarthy to, to talk about some of these things, like the committee that's going to investigate the weaponization of, you know, big tech and the government, the committee looking into, you know, what the heck was Joe Biden doing with the documents and what's all that with Hunter? I mean, stuff that actually makes a difference. And maybe, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a little bit more complicated than saying fentanyl is bad, but it's the kind of stuff that matters and they're doing it. And when you look at the support they have, it is, it's pretty interesting. Well, it's somebody like, wrote a column, he said, the biggest winner from the all, all the Freedom Caucus section beating up on McCarthy for four days was McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. the biggest winner um, because all of a sudden he's an actual speaker. All of a sudden he's, you know, he's fighting back yeah, against him. I mean, if he, yeah. he kicks these bad, stupid people, Schiff and what's his face, um, Swalwell off the committees. I mean, you got to know before the Freedom Caucus, he would have left him on. And that's what Colorado Republicans would do. They'd be like, oh, you can stay on. You yeah. can stay on our committees. And he's being fought by Republicans as well. Victoria right. Sparts, the one who notoriously voted present until the, the, the last rounds, right? Um, she has, has pushed back and said that they shouldn't be removed from their committee assignments. I'm sorry. So to, and so Adam to... Schiff doctored a tweet and yeah. <laughs> put a blue check mark on it in an impeachment hearing to make it seem more credible than it was. That's an impeachable offense, in my opinion, because he lied under oath to the American people. And then the second is um, Swalwell. Yeah, I so- mean, maybe he didn't know she was a spy, but he was on the intelligence committee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so to, like, <laughs> clearly he someone. doesn't have great discernment in that domain. And right. McCarthy didn't even say, you know, Pelosi took people off any committee, right? Didn't right let them right. serve on any committee. Right. These guys can still serve on committees, just not Intel. Right. And that's a smart move on McCarthy's right. part. And well, I can't believe Republicans are fighting about it. And, and then the Democrats and political and all the mainstream media are going, Dumber Republicans are doing tit for tat. It's revenge and it doesn't look good. It's like the, the, <laughs> the Republicans at the legislature, they need to quit reading any media stuff yeah. in Denver, you know, because it's also biased anyway. And no one else, no one else is reading it, right? Except them. Right. So um well Ash, listen, you've been great. Your column is great. Um you can get the column at glendalecherrycreek.com. But I know I see your tweets. You're all over the place. I mean you've got podcasts and broadcasts. So what else are you working yeah, on these days? Just bring us up going up to date with, with what's going on for you. Sure. So uh, you can always find me on all of the social medias at Ash in America, Ash with an E. I um, really just spend time on Twitter and truth 
these yeah. days, but I do publish, you know, all my articles and the show links and everything. I'm a sometimes co-host, but always producer on the conservative daily podcast. And um, so you can find me there. And yeah, I mean, really, I'm having a great time on Twitter right now. There's, it's really, I know that probably a lot of the audience for your show left Twitter, right? Or maybe probably got banned. Um, Right now is a really interesting time because we are allowed to speak to each other and uh, Twitter spaces. I don't know if you guys have jumped into Twitter spaces yet. It's very cool. And you're, you're outside. So I I noticed this for the first time when Mike Lindell jumped on one of those sales funnel Twitter spaces that they have with a bajillion people. And when he left the, the crowd was like, I can't believe I didn't know what a patriot he was. How is he doing all these things? I just thought he was this. I didn't know that he was doing all these things. And I like it clicked for me. Like we have this moment and I don't think it's going to last long because as soon as they realize it's going to be effective, they're going to shut us down in some other way. Right. But right Right. now we have the opportunity to talk to people and to, um, you know, calmly and and, and in a fact based way make our case. And it is changing hearts and minds. There's a lot of, Every time I'm in a Twitter space, there's people that are like, I can't believe I didn't know that about stuff that we know instinctively because we've been living it. Describe a a Twitter space because people won't know. Sure. So there's um, so it's an audio platform, a live audio discussion platform. So these Uh, conversations, there's like 12 to 13 speakers that can be up at a time. There's a host and a couple of co-hosts and then an audience that can listen, ask questions in the chat. You can bring people up to speak if you want to do that. Um, And it's, you know, really there's, there's a lot of uh, good debate, good conflict, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, facts flying back and forth. And and what's really great is um, when the, the narrative comes out, which it always does, right? The people who just read the headlines of the mainstream media and think they know what's going on, it gets smacked down real fast. And that's been just so brilliant because on Twitter, I mean, we were, I was banned, Joe was banned, right? We're all, we're, we're all banned. Um, but uh, now we're able to speak to each other and make the case with the facts, whereas before they'd censor the facts and then right. Right. And so you couldn't do it. No, and we'll have right. to look into it. I know we live stream on Twitter now, but this isn't it kind of like was it Reddit or who had the site where you, it's such a sort of you go live and people can pop in and out and ask you. Elon Musk is the one who started doing it, right? When people yes, were asking that's right. Stuff. And there's there's an app called Stereo that's similar. Um, Telegram has a live chat feature that's kind of similar, but the Twitter, Twitter spaces, um, it, the the interface of it is really slick, and it and it right. seems to be working really well. There's a lot of people bought into it. If you guys decide to do one, let me know, and I'll I'll pop. Okay, in. Wow, it will for be sure. Great. <laughs> God knows how it'll go. Because right. thanks, Ed, so much. Appreciate great. And America, you're wonderful. Thank you. Anytime. Thank thanks, guys. Right. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, that's one other piece of technology I have to I have to figure out. Well, you know. I, um, I, I was I, I was sure I'd be thrown off sooner than I signed up. Um, or what? I was just going to say, but so uh, Charlene, thank you. So Ash, if you're still listening, Charlene just followed you. She's at Ad Ash with an E in America, um, all over the place on Truth and on and on Twitter. Um, and and I follow her, and she does a great job. She's very uh, um all over the place. And Dr. Donna, is that a Twitter tag? Yes, it is. So it's if you were to go to Twitter, Twitter.com, and search at 
Ash in America, you'll find her. Oh, and I should say, if you aren't following us, if you go there and you search at Chuck and Julie one, um, you'll find us hey. too. And you can follow us. Yeah. What's going on on Twitter is amazing. And actually that kind of segues into what we wanted to talk about with the vaccine too. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Hey, so I want to let any folks know we can, um, if you want to call in 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. Um, if you're on zoom, you can go ahead and um, turn on your mic, raise your hand, just start talking um, if you want to, and we'll bring you up or, and we'll also keep an eye on the comments, but wanted to talk about the vaccines. What's interesting, and this would have never happened just a few months ago, one of the comment, the things that's trending on Twitter is hashtag died suddenly. Right. And if you hadn't looked at that, I encourage you to do that. Now, who knows how much of it's true, how much of it's not true, how much is speculation. But I guarantee you, before Elon Musk came in, the FBI agents and the CIA agents yeah, right, and, and right. the health department people who were basically running Twitter and censoring it would have never let hashtag died suddenly come up. They want to know, is it at Chuck ampersand Julia or Chuck and written out and um, at Chuck and written out and Chuck and Julie one, I think. Yes, yes, Chuck and Julie one. Um, spelled I also out, think, yes, spelled, spelled out. out. I also think if you search Chuck and Julie, it should come up there too. Um, yeah, died suddenly equal climate change. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's, it's died really, equals, well, it's really pretty easy. Um, and and you know, they they they're paying. The CDC is now paying Pfizer to see if there's any uh, correlation between. So, so you, you ask somebody who's making billions and ask them to do a fair study on whether it's resulting in oh, wait, heart let me attacks. Just one, more, one thing. Okay, I'm going to try to be less confusing because I realize I just confused everybody. So if you want to follow us at Twitter, it's the Apperson little at sign, Chuck, A-N-D, Julie, and the number one. Oh, yeah, you said the number one. What happened is just the reason it's that is exactly Jacob. Thank you. He's got it there. Um, When we were it's kind of an odd story. When we were at KNUS, we had Chuck and Julie, which just makes sense. Right. Um, But then we had a producer and he was the one who who had set up the password for the thing. And then he quit suddenly one day and never came back. And we could never get control of our own Twitter account. So I had to use <laughs> I had to use another one. Um, and Jacob, if you're not using Twitter, um, I hated Twitter for a while. And now I just hate Facebook. Um, and don't even get me started on YouTube, which, by the way, is losing money. Go figure that. Um, but Twitter has become a very interesting place now. There is still shadow banning. There's still stuff going on. But Elon Musk, as people bring it up, um, is paying attention to it. And you actually can, stuff that you would have never heard before is happening. And I think that has a lot to do with what's going on with the information, the vaccines and the boosters, which is what I wanted to talk about. The United Kingdom today, um, or at least recently, said they're no longer going to be giving boosters to people 50 and under who are healthy. And why did it talk with because if you do get it, you'll become unhealthy. Right. Well, stuff is coming out now and you're able to talk about it right before you. I mean, we got banned from YouTube for saying the kids shouldn't wear masks. And we were quoting Jared Polis at the time. Um, I mean, their algorithms, anything that they didn't like that questioned any kind of narrative or they thought might possibly question it was immediately censored. So if you were just a regular person out there, you never saw, you know, you were told two weeks to flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. You were told get the vaccine. You not only won't be able to get COVID, you won't transmit COVID. Then they're like, okay, we'll just get the booster. Then you won't get it or transmit it. Now wear the mask. Then you won't get it or transmit it. And I mean, it turns out all of that was wrong. And on top of that, 
We're seeing increasing evidence and health officials and the CDC now admits that there are obviously clear ties to certain health heart issues and the vaccine. Well, it's easy. I mean, okay, you know, you do have your control group, which is people like you and me who never took the shot. Um, And you have how many people are dying um, under 50. The number of excess deaths yeah, in, in yeah. the United States. I mean, States. it wouldn't be hard to try. It doesn't take a five-year linear study. Right. Um, you could tear it pretty quickly, um, you know, and it appears in places that it's, it's, you know, you increase deaths in young, healthy men by 17% or more. Um, but they'll say, we'll study this. Yeah, right. I bet you'll study it. And they'll study it to death. And then, and then, the lie. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, and here from Charlene, you know, use it before we lose it talking about Twitter. And Jacob, YouTube is owned by Facebook. I don't think so. I could be wrong here. I think Facebook is owned by Zuckerberg, but I think YouTube is owned by the Google people. Right. That who's that that whatever its name is, the Google, the not not Amazon, that's Bezos, but the Google guy. And then from Jacob Morning, Joe said when he had bad COVID, it was because he didn't have the fifth booster. Yeah, he needs a few more boosters. I mean, you got to I mean, if you think that I think good, get, you keep getting those boosters. Right. Because but I wanted to talk to you guys about did you. Yeah. From um, um, did you or did you not? get the vaccine or the booster and why or why not? Now I'll go ahead and say, tell our, our well, I mean, no, it's not our, I'll say mine first. Okay. Here's the reason I didn't get it. First, um, the CDC and the NHA and, and all of them, NIH, NIH were, have been lying to us from the get go. Yeah. I mean, they, they said, okay, all these people are dying from COVID. And, you kind of, and then you found out, no, they were in an auto crash. They put a bullet through their brain so they're lying about that they're lying about this they're lying about everything and you know two weeks uh to flatten the curve turns into years um so you kind of go i don't trust these people one two i got covid um and you know moderately severe not severe it's like a bad cold yeah very bad cold um and and so i had natural immunity and i read the great barrington a declaration saying natural immunity is by far the best thing you can possibly have. Um, and three, I knew something about the history of vaccines, and this really isn't a vaccine, but all the stops and goes. And it took years and years to develop safe ones. And here they just, for reasons we understand, had just super tracked it by, by Trump um, without any studies, without anything else. Is it new? For those are the three reasons, I said absolutely not. And I said, and we can't give it to our son either. No, and I was, and we'll read if you guys want to explain yours. Uh, similarly, unlike Chuck, I've, I've always been a little bit vaccine skeptical. I don't do the flu shots. And I um, do do the flu right. shots. Right. And I'm kind of like, because I've had the flu shot and it made me sick. And I'm like, in my adult life, I've had the, well, in my childhood life, as far as I know, I think I had the flu once and I lost 10 pounds. Um, but I, I had the, so there was that. So once. Um, and I kind of thought, okay, once in this many years, um, you know, I'll take the risk. But like you, I don't, I got to be honest, I don't know, given the pressure and what we knew at the time, what I would have done if we didn't have it, but we got COVID before the vaccine was available. So we couldn't get it. And like you, I was kind of, mine, I think was less severe than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked to, at Julie McAllen from Cenogenics and said, you know, what is your, like, do the smart thing that you do with any medical decision, talk to your doctor. And she said, well, you've already had it. So you have natural immunity. So she said, when you look at the benefits 
benefits. And this was before information was starting to come out about the vaccine might have side effects, right? Right, right? But she said any vaccine has potential side effects. So she said, you're looking at natural immunity. So there's no benefit to you getting the vaccine. And she said, and potential side effects. So she said, my advice to you is there is no benefit for you to get the vaccine and a potential side effect, downside for getting it. So we didn't. And we also thought even at the time, the information was children are at an incredibly low risk. So we said no for ref. Now we were fortunate in that we were not ever put in a, in a job requirement yeah, place, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I know plenty of people who didn't want to get it, um, but got the first shot. But I mean, what about, about people there? Do we have anybody? Um, anybody now taking the annual booster, regular boosters? I guess we'll turn it to annual right. regular booster. Anybody? Out there doing that. Yeah. From Call Jacob, in. Or- <laughs> yeah, let's know whether there's some from Jacob. Never in the history of vaccines were there boosters, even polio. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, is it with the uh, whooping cough, whatever that vaccine is, and then the tetanus, I think they give you a booster later, but even that wears off. Um, Charlene says, me too, Julie. I had the flu shot and it made me sick and I haven't had it since then, knock on wood. Um Let's see. Oh, things are going fast. So, Julie, in the last 30 years, I've gotten the flu shot twice. Guess how many times um, and when I got the flu? When you got the flu <laughs> shot, I'm wondering. Yeah, you well, know. it's no guarantee. <laughs> it's just a guess of what they think will be the prevalent right. one. So it guarantees you nothing. Shingles is a two-stage shot, not boosters. That's true. And actually, then they tell you when you get it, you can get the shingle shot and still get shingles, too. So they said, do you want that? And well, like, but, no. but, but, but you can only, <laughs> quite honestly... All these vaccines, including the shingle shot, only last for a limited well, period of time. And they and they were actual vaccines. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget. So so you know you couldn't. They wouldn't give you a shingle shot before fifty five. And you go why? Because because that's not the highest area. Around sixty is the most likely time you'll get it. And so if you got it when you're fifty five and it's worn off, you'll get it again. So it's it's interesting choosing when to have shingle shots. Yeah, but I think to go back to the the vaccine. So that was our decision. And again, if anybody out there wants to kind of weigh in, and I, I know it's a medical thing, so sometimes people don't like talking about it. But I think um, I know a lot of people who got because they were forced to, right? I know a lot of people who, for work reasons, basically had to get the original booster. I mean, we can talk about how evil that is here in a second. But who had to get it? But who who have not gotten the the booster. I know people, many people who have faked the booster um, certificate, right? Because they said, because as time came up and they're like, okay. And first of all, all of those people eventually got COVID anyway. So there again, they're like, there was no advantage to getting the vaccine. We all, they all got COVID anyway. And to travel, you had to have the vaccine. Right. And it's, uh, and but they were like, and again, things were beginning to come up about some of the potential side effects, questions are being raised. And that's why they cracked down so hard. I mean, think about it. Think about if Elon Musk had just bought Twitter a few years earlier. Can you imagine what a difference it might've made? And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it's good that people had to go through this red pill being forced down their throats. Um, But I mean, but they completely silenced anyone who said, well, do I need the vaccine if I have natural immunity? I I mean, literally you were banned from YouTube. Um, Google stopped searches on it. Um, They, they, you know, uh, they tried to destroy your life, all kinds of things. If you spoke out, I mean, we had doctor friends who we wanted to talk, Dr. Brian Juntep, and yeah, I'm sure he yeah. would talk about this, yeah. who his wife died. So, I mean, for COVID. So he's, yeah. under, he's well aware of the risks there. But when you would try, we wanted to have him on the show um, early on, early on to talk about it. And he's like, nope, 
he's like, you know, the other doctors in my practice would give me, you know, would would hang me up if, if we're we talking about, talking about uh, does everybody have shingles in dormant stage? Apparently, if you had chickenpox, um, and most of us had chickenpox as kids, um, you have a shingles dormant. Um, which why it comes out, when it comes out, who knows? Um, okay, so this is from Jacob online too. Hey, Jacob, what do you think? Hi, hi. Um, what was I going to say? No, Fauci back in 1984, after, right after he was hired, he said, do not go near or touch people with AIDS because yes. you can catch it. Right. Right. This, that's right. And then, and then here, and then here he is, and he was wrong about that. And here he was back with the COVID, the same thing. He says, you know, all these things, the masks, the shots, everything will take care of it. And you'll be okay. So he hasn't changed all that much. No, no, he hasn't changed no. at all. And it's going to be no. interesting now that the Republicans have the chair when they bring back Fauci and they will not cut yeah. off people who really want to give them hell. And when they finally find out, apparently one of the big scandals coming up is, you know, all these people in, in the health departments go in and out, private, not private. They're in the government and then you get out and you get all these grants and you get was, royalties right. from the companies. So they say some of these right. people, in the NIH are, are, are multi, multi-millionaires. Still try, I mean, that's why their commercials being run right now to, for telling us to still get the boosters, right? It's like, get your flu shot, then get your COVID shot. You got Martha Stewart getting her booster shot. You see all those things where people are sad and they're sick. And then it's like, get the booster shot. And now you're happy. I mean, they're still trying to push it on us. But I think, Jacob, the good news is, is people do not seem to be buying it. Don't, I think people... Whether they're political oh, sure. or not about it, I think people are like, nope, nope, I'm good, I'm good, I'm going to just skip that, don't you think? I don't, I don't think more than twenty percent of the country even got the shot to begin with. I wow. think there's a lot. You, you, you're hearing all these stories now where the doctors actually gave them saline, or they right. just marked their cards, or right. they told them not to take it and don't worry about it, or like. But the problem is, is that the people like you were saying before, they had to, to stay at their job, they had to take the shot. And right. I think what's going to come out in the end is, is that the government's going to give everybody a certain amount of money for taking that shot. There's just going to be a, a massive amount of money given out. And they say people, because they don't know if they're going to live to the next day. You well, know, this thing can kill them overhead. And, over, case, over, right. and that's my other question to folks out there. And again, 888-627-6008, or you can go ahead and, and jump in your comment on Zoom. If you did get the shot, we played the soundbite from um, Scott Adams, who the Dilbert guy who did get it, who says now he worries, right? So you got to wonder yeah. if you... If you got the vaccine, I know I would be worried, right? Because we saw the, I mean, we've seen these athletes and who knows what the real reason is. And I guarantee you, the government doesn't want to look into it because they don't want to know. But I mean, I was like, what are they going to do with all the uh, military people that were kicked out of the army and uh, the military for not taking the shot? Now they're going to have to pay them back. And the ones that did take the shot, if they die, I mean, their their life insurance uh, is going to have to pay out a ton of money. Right, right. Veteran, well, yeah, that's a question. Insurance be, Did you ever take uh, the COVID really, shot? Did you smoke? Did you get a COVID vaccine? Yeah. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. Any other any final thoughts there? No, I was just. I just. What's bothering me now is this thing with um, Leslie Stahl. Remember, she had an interview with uh, with uh, Donald Trump, and she said that the laptop was false, and you know, it was this unverified. Was not misinformation. I mean, isn't that like uh, journalistic uh, malpractice to know that there's something that's real and you're saying it's not real? Oh, yeah. I know what she said, because I remember the interview and I've seen it recently. He said, we're 60 minutes. 
We can't verify this. He's got, what do you mean you can't verify it? You know, of course you can ver- verify it. Verified. That's that's what I'm worried about. That's, I mean, all these people could end up in uh, in uh, prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, if we saw went to prison, it'd be get, great. Get Michael Tao back on because he's like he gets very passionate about it and talks about all these people who end yeah. up in prison. Hey, Jacob, thank you for the call. Appreciate Thanks, it. Jacob. All right, be well. Bye. Right. Well, and that's, I think, why you have people like MSNBC. They're kind of stuck, right? They've been pushing this down your throat. They've been shaming people. I mean, I don't know if, you know, he might be lying. He's like, oh, I need to get another booster. Yeah, not really. Um, yeah, the morning Joe guy. I mean, I don't know. And I imagine that's probably a little bit of everything, right? There's some people who are lying. There are other people who are just trying to maintain the facade because they push it for so hard. They yeah. don't want to admit that they were wrong. I mean, if can you imagine if the corporate media started acknowledging all of the things they've been wrong about? It'd be like, well, uh, give credit to, to uh, God Adams. I mean, I mean, he he was one who was very much pro uh, the jab, and and then he had to go on and, said, and say, yeah. No, well, I hear from Karen Cadillac. Karen, I agree with you on this. What I simply don't understand are the people who didn't immediately become suspicious that the opposition was being censored and suppressed. That should have been the reason not to take it. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. That's one of the things like, well, wait a minute. Why can't anyone answer me about the natural immunity? Exactly. When they say, okay, you're banned for even asking that. I mean, I was a reporter for a long time back in the good days where it's like the instant somebody didn't want to tell you something, the more you wanted to know what the answer is. And this is from Charlene. The officials are saying 70%, I think closer to 60%. Um, so many, excuse me, had to get it because of work um, and people live paycheck to paycheck these days. And then she says, yes, Karen, that was the first tell, the suppression of any opposition in the big promotion. Um, and then Jacob, if Morning Joe gets sick again, he'll be suing somebody. <laughs> and then know. Dr. Donna, if 60 Minutes can't verify, what is it that they talk about? Is their show just gossip? Yes. <laughs> yeah, their show is just whatever Joke. the deep state tells them to put out there. Yeah. Um, I, I oh, think, deep state telling old people to do propaganda. And I, I think that, that, that it, we are just seeing the tip of the iceberg on this vaccine. And for once, I'm going to say, thank goodness for lawyers, because lawyers, no offense, Chuck, are motivated by money. And some are out there, you've got some very clever lawyers trying to figure out who to get money from over this whole COVID you thing. Hope. And, you and, better hope for some good judges. Well, okay. But but I mean, you can at least find the lawsuits. And in the lawsuits... Well, it's a question of can you win the lawsuits? Well, right. But well, yes. Well, okay. There, there are all of those factors. But I think... Um, the government, I think, we cannot trust. They're, they're not. Oh, able- don't say that, Julie. <laughs> sorry, that We're going to get banned for that saying that. Silly. We don't trust the government. That's shocking. Totally that funny. is so I radical. Just, I especially trust the FBI, just in case they're listening. DOJ. Um, and, and the media matters, people. Totally trust them. The media too. matters. Soros, anything connected with George Soros, I totally trust that. But I think, you know, the big pharma people are um, can't be held liable, right? The government really can't be held liable either. It's very hard to sue them. Um, they don't want to find out the answers anyway. The Pretty airlines true. you can sue. Well, airlines, I mean, and so employers who require it, I think you can sue. And there are some people who are starting to do that. And we'll see where those go. But I think the other optimistic place is other countries. Um, there are places in other countries where they seem to be doing a more honest job about reporting excess deaths, about reporting uh, um, adverse effects. So we're seeing stuff in other countries that is beginning to provide information. That's easy. Okay. How many, how many cardiac uh, myocarditis, myocarditis deaths do we have 
before this? How many do we have now? Of course, you'll get the same thing. We'll start hiding it. They'll start saying, oh, no, you, you didn't die of, of, of a heart attack. You died of something else. So right. who knows? But I think it, I think it's already obvious that it's a real risk. Right. Uh, and Britain is is saying, you know, no one healthy under 50, I think, boy. Yeah, that, right, exactly. And this couple more comments from Karen. Cataline, twits have resurfaced of Howard Stern and Gene Simmons proclaiming that they believed in forced vaccinations. Really? Well, there's a good idea. Stern once claimed to be a libertarian, yeah. also said they should all go home to die. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and from Jacob, this is my hope, Jacob, the vaccine is going to be a money-making deal for personal injury attorneys. So. Yeah, and then you from everyone, um, UK uh, excess deaths numbers are very interesting. Yeah, and I think what you're seeing in the United States, in Great Britain, apparently they report the number of deaths every two weeks. And so you're able to kind of track it pretty closely. And they've been, I forget what the percentage was, but significant. I mean, you can't just say it's an anomaly, like a one-off kind of year. The United States, if you're Pfizer or Moderna, you can say that. All right, Julie, well, our time is up. Um, Oh my gosh, time goes fast. Hey, thank Um, you to everybody on the scene. And I appreciate Ash Epp coming on. And uh, And on Friday, we have Daniel Greenfield. You've got a great article. So the only person who was investigated in Washington, D.C. for colluding with the Russians was Trump, who was not colluding. But it turns out, Everybody else was colluding. Um, all the in the FBI. The FBI. So we've got Daniel Greenfield. He does a great job yeah. kind of tracking some of that. So he will be great for Party Friday. Party Friday. There you go. All right. All right. See Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.